Hi, this is Kate French, and you're listening to My Voice for December 5th, 2022. I always want to start out with health and wellness because without your health, you don't have anything, and that's just the way it is, and that is the most important thing. So so let's start with some interesting health things. I think I've been over the the terrors and the horrible things to do with health and all the things you shouldn't eat and everything and, and what they've got in them. And now it's time to go over some things that can help you because I want everyone to be as well as they possibly can. And it's important. And these are things that aren't in the mainstream. These are natural things you can do to help. And this one is actually a plant extract. This is called saw palmetto. A lot of men use this for urinary and prostate issues. Also for an enlarged prostate. Another use is for people to get a lot of migraine headaches. This really helps with that. But what I use it for is to keep my hair nice and thick and shiny and on my head, which is nice because as we get older, our hair tends to thin a little bit. And this helps with that because when your body starts to convert testosterone into DHT, this is when you have hair loss and this is what it prevents. So when you take saw palmetto, it prevents the conversion. And there is no hair loss. So I have had some great luck with that. And that's something that men and women can take. It's a great benefit. There are other benefits for it for women as well. It's also used for imbalances. If you've got a hormonal imbalance or if you have PMS or if you are in menopause, this helps that as well. So it's a definite win-win. If you are pregnant, though, this is definitely not something you should use. It's for people in hormonal change, the midlife crisis. What happens is as we get older, there's this enzyme. It's called 5-alpha reductase. And when testosterone comes into contact with this enzyme, it's converted into DHT. And what it does is it shrinks your hair follicle. So in other words, for us, a lot less hair. For men, baldness. So saw palmetto inhibits DHT by blocking these enzymes. And it really does make a huge difference in your hair. So if you want to keep your hair on your head and you want to keep it a normal thickness, I highly recommend saw palmetto. And I'm over 50, so it helps me with my menopause as well, which sucks ass. And also for men, you know, you're not getting any younger either after 50, you know, you go through kind of the same things that we do. You got your old prostate issues and this helps to lessen those too. So saw palmetto, check it out. And this next supplement is actually a fungus. It's a mushroom, believe it or not. The Chinese have been using this for thousands of years for memory loss, supposedly to cure some cancers as well. I'm not a huge fan of contemporary medicines because I believe that there is a treadmill to make you sick between food and medicines. And the Chinese are amazing at natural healing. They are. They're fantastic. I've actually been to this guy, an actual Chinese herbalist doctor who sat me down, looked at me and prescribed some some things that look like dried chili peppers. And they really worked. And he was phenomenal. I will say, uh, I've also done acupuncture, uh, and that's great too. I have a lot of Chinese friends. I love all people. 
I don't hate the Chinese, you know, there's a lot going on with the Chinese people right now. And it's because of the CCP, really. But it doesn't have anything to do with the people. It has to do with the government. So just remember that the people of any country are not your enemy. The, the enemy are the people that are trying to control. Actually, really, our government is our enemy right now. So we're kind of living the same nightmare they are. And so anyway, now that I've gone off on that tangent, let's get back to Lion's Mane. What Lion's Mane does, it, is, it helps to improve your memory. And it's an antioxidant. So it helps with free radicals, it helps with degeneration, and also the regeneration of nerve cells. Lion's mane has been linked to stimulating a protein known as NGF, or nerve growth factor. It's essential for brain health and neuron conductivity. So what it does is it helps to improve the function between the synapses, between the nerves. It helps to improve your memory. It also has some compounds in it arisinons and arinocines, and these actually stimulate the growth of brain cells. So check it out. Why not? See, see what it does for you. Lion's mane. I've got this bottle here. It's, let's see how many milligrams. It's 2,250 milligrams. Uh, there's 180 capsules. I think it was like $13 on Amazon. So check it out. I actually heard about this through my son and, uh, you know, getting older you want your memory to be sharp. If you want your memory to be sharper than it is right now, I, I recommend Lion's Mane. And the last thing that I want to mention that really has helped a lot of people, it's, a, it's an oil. And people that have parasites and candida, this is like a, a natural viral remedy. I've taken this for years and it has really helped I'm actually taking it right now uh, because I went through about with food poisoning and I just kind of want to cleanse my whole system out. So this is oregano oil and I will admit it is some nasty ass shit. If you're taking oregano oil in the drop form, uh, went to a nutritionist a while ago and they said that I had like a candida issue. So they told me to get some pure oregano oil and drop it under my tongue and damn holy shit it burns it's nasty as hell but they say that that's the best way to take it it's a natural antifungal also has some great ingredients in it high antioxidant properties carvacrol is the phenol in oregano and what it does is it stops the growth of several different types of bacteria the bad ones Thymol is the ingredient that's the antifungal. It also supports the immune system and it um, protects against toxins. Another powerful ingredient in this is rosmarinic acid, and it helps prevent against damage caused by free radicals. They call it a natural antibiotic. They did a trial on mice, and I'm sitting here reading about this. All this stuff that I tell you about is not just bullshit. It's stuff that I actually go online and research because I might as well help myself and help you, right? So what they did is they infected mice, 14 mice with staph, and they found that 43% of these mice lived past 30 days. And get this, it was 50% higher than when they were given actual antibiotics. That's saying something, definitely. They say it's actually effective 
against some antibiotic-resistant bacteria. So if you think you've got candida thrush, or if you think that you've got a fungal issue, this is something that you can take to end that. And it's just an oil. Why not take it? I mean, if it's going to benefit you in that much, it's a win-win. Again, why not? It's also been said to improve gut health and also have a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. And you know, that's the first thing. That's the first way that disease starts. They say it starts in the gut. And they say the first thing that it starts with is inflammation. So this helps to prevent both of those. And none of these products or none of these things that I'm talking about, I promote in any way, shape, or form for anybody, any company. You know I'm just talking because I love you and I want you to be well. And I really do. And sickness sucks. This thing, the pain, you know, things, disease, it sucks. So, you know, these are things that I believe might help someone out there, and I, I want to help as many people as I possibly can. Oregano oil has also been said to help prevent pain and also to prevent cancers and also for weight loss, which is a great thing. What I'm taking right now, I've got in a supplement form, it's an anti-parasite with oregano oil in it. So it's just kind of clearing everything out of my system. And it's got some other things in it as well um, that I've studied. But uh, you can get it in its pure oil form or, which I highly recommend, an organic oil is the best way to go always. Or you can get it in a cleansing form with a bunch of other herbs and oils as well. It is some nasty shit, but I will tell you what, a couple drops a day, if it saves your life or saves you from feeling like dog doo-doo, I definitely would take it. I recommend it highly. And this candida clearing stuff that I'm taking now with it, and it is making a difference. It makes a huge difference in the way you feel. So, you know, you got to live your best life and you got to feel the best that you can possibly feel in order to do that. I highly recommend Every day that you strive to be as healthy and well as you can so you can enjoy this experience called life. And now, my favorite people, it's story time. Yes, it's story time. So I had and have had some weird ass dreams since this whole thing started in 2019. I've had some weird dreams. I don't know about you, but I really believe that we're all connected and I believe that God is in all of us. Every single one of us, I believe we're all intuitive and we are the collective and we are joined through him and we just don't know it yet or don't get it. We don't have the full understanding of everything. So uh, here's my uh, my dream. So I'm uh, sitting you know, I, I'm from San Francisco or from that area, Alameda. I'm actually from the Sacramento area, but I lived in Alameda, California last. And, and I went to San Francisco a lot for business. And uh, I'm in San Francisco. It was like the Embarcadero or something. I was there having coffee with a friend. This is my dream. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm there and I see this thing flying over the top of me. And I'm talking way up high. And I'm like, whoa. And it was so weird because I immediately knew what it was. It was a blue, this person in this blue robe. Now, 
I'm no freak, okay? This is a dream. I understand this is a dream. And it's not reality. And this is just a dream. So I see this 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 guy with this like curly blonde hair in this white robe with this blue this blue overlay light blue overlay thing and it's flying over me it's an angel and i'm just drinking my coffee and i'm like oh and i go there's gabrielle and i was like what the hell i was like why did i say that and so i i look up and i'm like oh yeah that's cool and as soon as i look up he flies as fast as he can it's like a lightning bolt right into my head and i don't know if you guys have ever had where you've got physical things that happen and then you wake up from these physical very physical things and this hurt i mean it was a shocking very very big pain in in my head and i woke up and i get mad when these things happen because i'm like what the hell why did that happen? And I, I have a lot of things happened where I am taken over by entities, by ghosts or by, um, you know, things. And, and they jump in and they're like trying to, you know, take that over and I can feel it and I get really mad at them. And that's a whole other subject. I can tell you what I believe in or what I know with that. But it's just a very trippy thing. And when this happened in this this dream, he said, I gave you something. That was the only thing that kept running through my head was I gave you something. So, of course, you know, you go in and you, you research on the Internet of what do dreams mean? And so it kind of led me down this path of what your dreams mean. Now, uh, I'm not a freak show and <laughs> I don't necessarily believe in anything legitimately uh from your dreams but it was some trippy ass shit it was very trippy so decoding dreams and i i'm looking and I, i'm wondering what this meant so here's some things that some dreams mean and this is from thepleasantdream.com it says to dream of an angel symbolizes prosperity good luck and a bright future so the one who dreams such a dream often experiences the benefits above in more than one way. Hmm. What I got from him and what he is, Gabrielle, is creativity. And it's so funny because I did notice a huge uptick in my creativity after this dream happened. I started doing a lot more than I had done before. So it's just kind of interesting how these things work. I had a friend that also had reoccurring dreams of tornadoes. And it's so funny since he told me that he had had those dreams. I've had a couple of dreams of tornadoes. And uh, let's see what that means. And this is from dreamdictionary.org. And it says, dreaming of a tornado could be a forewarning, implying a bumpy disturbance ahead. These dreams often represent an uncomfortable or unpredictable outside force that will show up without much warning. This is a threat that has happened already 
or something that is building up in the near future. Yeah, this guy kind of had that a lot. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, not the best thing. I had a dream about a tornado a few weeks ago. I think everybody is terrorizing about everything that's going on in the world right now because no one's really quite sure about where it's going. And uh, so that's completely understandable. This is so crazy, but I've also had a lot of dreams about particular people and I just having conversations with them. You know, you would think that if I had a freaking dream that I would have some kind of thing go on that was pleasurable or something that I would really enjoy. But no, the idea of me having a dream with someone is just me having a pleasant conversation with them. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but anyway, hmm, let's let's see what that means. This one's from dreamchrist.com. When you talk to someone you like in a dream, it is the only desire to have a conversation with that person. This dream reflects the willingness you have to suppress for someone that you want. Hmm. You know, I've had dreams about like people I don't even know and I'm sitting there having a conversation with them. And I feel good. It's like I've known them forever. You guys ever done that? That is such a trip. Anyway, I don't put a whole lot of weight into my dreams, but I do find it really interesting. And, and when I have the physical things that come out in dreams too, and I wake up with something happening, I don't like that. That's not, that's not a fun thing because it just feels uncomfortable. I don't know if you guys have ever had that, but if you want to find out more, you can look on these sites and research. It is just something interesting. Uh, so having dreams about angels, though, it was, a, it was a trip. I think it was one of the strongest dreams that I've ever had, you know, where I, I felt the most physical uh, waking up. You feel when, when this Gabrielle, when this angel went into my head from the top, I felt shock, like a shocking feeling. I don't know if you've ever been shocked by an electric fence, but I have horses, so I have an electric fence outside and it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> it hurts really bad, but it was a, it was a really cool thing. And I, I guess in, in hindsight, I see it as a blessing. I see it as maybe I was given some creative energy or something to help me because what it said is I, I did that to help you over and over again. It was to help you. So even though it's very, very weird, I always turn whatever it is into positives because that's what you got to do. Turn anything that you might think is negative into a positive and, uh, or, you know, if you feel it's negative, it may be a positive. You just never know, like, when possibly you didn't get to go that place or do that thing because you might have done something or get, gotten hurt, got in a car accident, something might have happened that was not something that you actually wanted. I definitely do believe in manifestation, and I wrote an album about that manifesting destiny, about the thoughts we were actually looking at a lot of um, the Emerald Tablet things, a lot of the secret stuff, a lot of Abram Hicks stuff, 
which is these people that are manifesting things that tell through quantum physics and how to manifest, which I find is really interesting as well. They say that we're all vibration, that we're vibrating, and that our thoughts have a specific vibration, and that our words have a, and our voices have a specific vibration that attracts that same vibration. So that's something that's really trippy to think about and something that I've researched a bit because I definitely want to attract positive things into my life. And they actually have a scale of vibrational energy with the ultimate consciousness being at the very top, like gurus, people like that reach the ultimate consciousness That is the highest vibrational energy that you can put out there. It's enlightenment, and monks practice this. They sit for hours and make noise. You've heard, oh, do that kind of thing, and they get to that, that enlightenment phase, I guess. But looking at the vibrational energy scale, it says 700 plus for enlightenment. You're at 700 if you're enlightened. Peace is 600. Joy is 540. And these are positive vibrations. These are when you are happy, when you are at peace, when you are feeling joy or love is 500. I love love. And then reason is 400. Acceptance is 350. And then you start going down the shithole from there. (laughs) Willingness, 310. 250, neutrality. 200, courage. I like that one. Uh... Uh, 175 pride, 150, and then you go down the tubes there. Anger, yeah. So if you're feeling a lot of anger and you're perpetuating that all the time, guess what you're going to get back? More of that same anger. And you don't want to vibrate on that low energy. You want to vibrate high. So you want to do your best to make yourself happy. I call them happy distractions, TM. (laughs) No, really, though, I've always said that. Happy distractions. When you can do something that distracts you and makes you happy. I think that that's really important because it's important to live in that higher vibration. It's important for your health too, because not only when you think about vibrations as things, but think about this, think about your cells. And I don't know if you've ever seen this either, but they have this water experiment that they did online and they did uh, a freezing of the water and they had words and, and, and things that they said to this water you know, I hate you, blah, 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 blah. And the water was horrible and black and had this jacked up crystal effect on. And they had another uh, frozen water that they said, I love you and da, da, da. And you see these beautiful, you know, crystallizations with these snowflake-like things. So I think that that there's something to that. And there really is a vibration with the things that you put out So what I'm saying to you, it's important to put out good things. It's important to try because it's important for your health. Your cells are comprised of water. So think about what it does to your cells when you're always in negative mode. And I know some people that are a lot like that and it's tough. And I'm in fight mode most of the time where I'm not, I don't buy into that stuff. I I block people. I don't buy into anything that's negative. I don't want to. I'm here to help people. I'm not here to fight with anyone. I want things to be good for everyone. 
So uh, try to really be mindful of what you're doing and, and how you're feeling, most importantly, so that you can attract that higher energy. At the bottom of this list, the lowest vibration that you can have is guilt and shame. So if you're feeling guilty or shameful about something or you have uh, fear, those are very, very low vibrations. Try to switch them up. Try to remember that you have a limited time here. Try to make your experience the best that it can be. Try to feel love, you know, pet your cat. Do whatever, I think I said that before in a previous podcast, because we have a lot of cats right now. Holy shit. Uh, Yeah, we rescued a um, stray and yeah, she had babies. And so we're trying to to reason that out. Um, Want a cat? (laughs) Anyway, try to vibrate on a higher frequency. I think that that's really, really important. And, uh, you know, health is part of that. When I was a little girl... I had someone that I really loved die in front of me and, or close to me, I should say, I watched it happen and I never was the same again. It made me question everything because death is a pretty hard pill to swallow our existence And I had a few deaths happen after that. My aunt actually died of breast cancer. And I watched her go through that. And it was hard to reason. It's really hard to come to terms with your own end and to rationalize it. So being younger, I actually went to school for it. I went to college and I took a course called Thanatology. I remember the professor... I wanted to have a deep conversation with him. I'm into deep conversations about these things. And I had him, I I made an appointment with him and he was an hour late for the appointment and he walked into the room and he was like, yeah, you weren't supposed to be here or, or what was it? No, it was an hour before. And you were supposed to be here an hour ago. And I gave him the car that he gave me and I was right. And then he apologized on that. But, uh, it was this psychology teacher and he taught thanatology, which is the study of death and dying. And that was kind of my start of the journey that I had going through every religion and every aspect of anyone that had the idea of God and death. A lot of the psychologists that studied near-death experiences, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, Edgar Casey and people that had studied near-death experiences, and I studied that. And, uh, you know, after everything that I have been through, I studied Mormonism, I studied Buddhism, I studied Taoism, I studied uh, the Quran, I studied everything. And, and what I realized is everyone is actually missing a piece of the puzzle, and that is that you really don't know what happens. What you have is your faith. That's what you have. And so you go on that. But uh, another thing that I studied was reincarnation and, uh, you know, metaphysical things and uh, past life regression. 
and all kinds of stuff, uh, dreams, uh, astral projection, um, uh, just everything that you can think of. I really went through everything. And in the end all, what I've concluded after all of this is that religions are about kindness and respect for others. Religions are an individual choice, but there are different beliefs. And I cannot damn anyone for believing what they believe in. All of these religions have completely different beliefs. So who's right? Are you going to judge someone because they don't think the same way that you do? No. But my thoughts go to source energy. And for me, source energy is what everyone calls their God. So I believe what God is, is source energy. It all goes to energy because energy cannot be created or destroyed. And in the study of energy, I looked at quanta and quantum physics and vibrational energy. And also how conception comes into play. What happens and how does a life go into a body and start the life? Where does your life start? When did you start? And it was the sinus node, which is the battery for your heart when it clicks on, when the energy comes in. So in conclusion of all of the things that I had studied and all of the interesting things that I've been through, and I'm one person and everyone has their different beliefs, but this is where I have come to conclude after everything that I've been through. So you and I, we have energy pulsing through us right now. You feel your energy. You feel your source. What we haven't figured out yet is that we are borrowed source energy, that every single one of us that has the spark from this sinus node, the electricity that comes into your being and allows your, let's call our bodies, laptop computers, to start creating this software or synaptic connections. These are electrical connections. Each time you have a memory, each time you have a new thing that you do, you create a new synaptic connection. It's like software. You're uploading software. So each time you have a thought, there's a chemical that joins these synaptic connections. And those are your memories. It's funny because I was watching something today on Alzheimer's and it was talking about uh, sugar and it was talking about the chemicals we take into our body and how they affect Alzheimer's. And it was another theory on this. So they were talking about an overabundance of iron or copper in your body, and they showed iron or, and copper in an orange form being on these synaptic connections. And it made sense to me. They say if you have a cast iron pan and you use it on a regular basis or you have something that you're taking into your body 
more so that it's copper or iron. These aren't meant to be in surplus in our body or if you're taking extra iron or copper. And apparently these stuck to these synaptic connections between and bonded by a glucose molecule and it caused Alzheimer's disease. And I talked about that, I think, in my last podcast as well about Alzheimer's, but that's a new um, thing to me that I saw. So that, that made sense uh, that a, an electrical connection would be stopped by a iron or copper element in your synaptic connections that inhibit you from remembering. So anyway, my belief is that we are energy and energy is source and it cannot be created or destroyed. And that is God. That is our universe. That is energy that is shared between everyone. And we really haven't all figured it out yet that we're pretty much a collective of people. But I think that as we evolve, we'll figure that out a little bit more. But I really do believe that we are energy. And what happens to you when you die, and this is my conclusion after everything that I've studied, is that your energy then looks for a new host. And I've seen this before if you've ever studied um, reincarnation. This is a big one. You can go on sites about reincarnation. And it's really bizarre how some of these people, some of these kids, some of these kids that are four years old, they can recall everything. There's an account of one kid I saw uh, last night, actually, uh, that had recalled where he was and he said that he he wanted to go back to that place he said he had a beautiful house this kid's like i don't know maybe he was seven or eight years old and he told them his name so they they the mom the parents started tracing it back and they started seeing this guy that he was so they took this kid to the sister of the guy that had passed away and the sister said that he had known everything about her brother and that he was actually this guy that that uh, was an agent in Hollywood. And you can Google that, too, on that one's on YouTube, I believe. And I'm not quite sure how someone can retain a memory like that. Maybe they actually took their electrical connections with them mistakenly. That's a bizarre thing. Maybe they imprinted on the new host. I don't know. But what I believe is that we go from whatever's closest to us as far as conception for the electrical connection. And then we take on a new body. And we use that body just like our laptop computer until it, it can't be used anymore. And then we go on to the next thing. Because remember... There's a law in physics. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. So that made sense to me. So in conclusion, when you die, you are not going to have the synaptic connections. Your energy will move on. So there's no point in worrying about your death or in thinking about it because just like things that happen naturally, it's going to happen but you will not feel it. You will not remember it. It will not stay with you because you will lack the synaptic connections from an actual brain that it takes 
to remember anyway. You will become energy and you will return to energy in a new host with brand new, fresh computer components ready to make those software connections again. So I believe your energy seeks out the closest host to you when your energy leaves your body. A conceptual energy and it's continual. It goes on forever. So in other words, you never die because energy cannot be created or destroyed. Religion is a personal thing as well. I don't think that anybody is meant to share their personal thoughts with people, and I think they have that right to not do that. My beliefs are still very traditional in a lot of ways, but I think the takeaway that I got from everything was, why worry about death? Think about it. You're not going to remember it. You're not going to remember anything. So live your life. Live today. Do the best that you can. Enjoy this experience. That's what we're here for. That's what we're meant to do is enjoy our bodies. Enjoy the experience. Enjoy this time. I'm here in Georgia. And tomorrow there's a runoff election. Yay, Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. And you know it will be another selection because we know that's just how it goes now in this day and age. I mean, how are they fooling anyone? Okay. The machines are history. Okay. They're they're not even, it's not even questionable as to that they're fraudulent. There's no question about it. And the mail-in votes just seal the deal. So who's going to win tomorrow? You know, who's going to win. It's going to be the Democrat because that's the people that are rigging it. And they're laughing all the way to the bank when no one is saying shit about it. No one's doing anything. No one's saying anything. And until they do, and until something takes place that will really change things and somebody actually really does something, they've got it locked, stock and barrel. And you know why? Because George Soros has appointed all of these nice new judges and uh, by appointed, I mean paid for, that will swing everything their way in um, Arizona, Katie Hobbs, and Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake actually had filed a lawsuit uh, in that state, and there was one of Soros's judges there, and he stopped her in her tracks, totally stopped it. And you can read about that. So they forced that certification through, and the litigation is going nowhere for the fraud because everything's bought and paid for. How do we stop it? I mean, does anyone really have time? to start a revolution. It's not like 1776. It's not like anything where we can go out. Okay, we don't have to farm for today and we're going to go and do our thing. It's like, no, we have these jobs and now we have a police state. People put people in jail. You do this, you do that. You're afraid of losing this or that. So I'm not sure quite how this is going to play out. They're saying that now because Elon Musk has come out with all the Twitter information about these falsifications of elections that their next plan will be to bring down the internet. So that'll be interesting to see. One last thing I forgot to say, and I got to say it now, Joe Biden's executive order to end paper money, that is supposed to take effect December 13th. So that's coming up real soon. So uh, that'll be interesting to see what he does there. Look that up, uh, whitehouse.gov. It's Executive Order 14067, and he's already signed it. It's uh, for cashless society. Ugh, train wreck. Oh, here we go. I hope that's not true. 
And I hope that does not go through. But I think there's some changes in the air, folks. And uh, let's hope they're graceful ones. Hey, I just want to say have an absolutely fantastic week. And remember, happy distractions, because yeah, we all need them. This is Kate French. Thanks for listening to My Voice for December 5th, 2022.